Profiler Tones and Talks Season 2 not Episode 2, Season 2 uh, we are dealing with the Legends Tribute Collection uh, the latest one is um, version 4 created by Thomas Dill performed by Thomas Dill and today uh, also um, dissected, uh, analyzed by Thomas Dill and uh, today um, it's about Mr. Robin Trowers um, most know him from uh, his uh, Defining Ben Procol Harum and um, here's the video to start with. <laughs> track we're talking about uh, basically is a uh, post band and uh, it's also it's from 74 i guess you will yes. get all the details later uh, so it's post hendrix yeah so basically he is the one if you listen to the tone if i listen to the tones uh he's uh, you know carrying on the torch he took yeah. it over from yeah. if we can say so and and uh, continued this approach to sounds and playing because it's <laughs> comes from the same class and the same gear in a way and uh yeah so you uh nod uh and uh then i'm not too wrong and you know much more about that so um totally right here's more about mr robin trout okay um first of all let's look at some song facts the song is bridge of size from uh which is the bridge in venice by the way and uh it's his first solo album composer is robin trauer album named bridge of size and the release 1974 it was recorded at air studios london with producer matthew fisher and the engineer Jeff Emmerich, great guy, legend. He recorded the Sgt. Pepper album with the Beatles. Hmm. And he wrote a nice book uh, about that. I don't know the English title, um, but you need to search for that. If you're interested in uh, audio engineering and stuff like that, Jeff Emmerich and the Beatles, it's a great book. He has a great sense of humor. So uh, yeah my advice for that one. And Robin Trauer, you said that uh, Hendrix style, he uses uh, Fender Stratocaster on that. In I think in the Procol Harum era, he played Les Pauls. And sometime, at some time, at some point, he switched over to a Stratocaster because, uh, yeah, he said, this is my sound. And uh, you see him here. In these older days, he's using uh, a standard strut with a, a large headstock. And he has a Fender Robin Trower signature strut from, from the Fender Custom Shop. It's available. It's a, yeah, it's a something like an old strut. And here he is playing in these days with uh, one of his signature models, not the old one. And 
the amps or the amp he was using at that time was a Marshall JMP Super Lead Plexi SLP 100, 100 watt amp. So this is uh, a picture of this type of amp. Uh, we had that picture <laughs> in almost all those uh, episodes. Uh, this is the, the amp they, they were all using. From Jeff Beck, from Jimmy Page, from, uh, yeah, Jimmy Page uh, used for recording some different stuff, uh, Supro amp, but uh, on stage, the Marshall Plexis, so uh, Hendrix, everybody used that. Interesting, here's a picture of um, a BBC video where he plays that at that time, 1974. He was using the Marshall Plexi with a Fender cap. And I think it was a 215 cap. Maybe, maybe. So, uh, yeah, but uh, these days uh, at the television show, uh, they had that one. And here's a newer picture uh, from, I think, one year ago, where he uh, played a, a new song he was recording. And he had a um, uh, vintage modern amp. And uh, this is the one that Jeff Beck used also. Mm. It's an amp from, I think, 2010, 2012 or so. I had, had, that, uh, had one uh, top for, for a review here. It's a great sounding amp, and the name says it, vintage sounding and uh, modern construction. Mm. Here's a, a picture of the Premier Guitar Rick Rundown. <clears throat> Now, these days, he's using uh, 50 watt Marshall heads, the 1987X, and he uses two heads, the right and the left. The left feeds two, the two gray 4x12 caps with greenback speakers, and he mixed that sound with a uh, vintage 30 speakers, uh, 1960 cap uh, for the la uh, right amp. And interesting is uh other the settings on the amp uh, you see presence at zero bass at zero mids at four so 11 o'clock and a little bit of above nine o'clock the treble and he's only using the high treble the the brilliant channel uh, on this amp and set that on maybe something before 10 o'clock so this is uh it's a 50 watt amp, but this amp is loud. I think it's really loud on stage when he's playing. Mm -hmm. And now coming to the effects. <clears throat> on this recording, you hear the Univox Univibe, legendary tone, these modulation sound, and uh, he's using a boost pedal, something to boost the amp front uh, to get a, a bit more distorted or overdriven tone. And at the end of this song, there's on the left side um, a guitar part with an echo, and uh, therefore he used a Maestro Echoplex EP3 tape echo. And uh, some things about the Univibe. The Univibe uh, was invented by Shin Ai. Shin A. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. Shinny, uh, I think if I'm if I recall it correctly, because uh, it was mentioned in 
here he is again another josh scott video uh, <laughs> uh, because he was going through some um some old panels uh panels and he was mentioning that company shinei 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 japanese company right and uh yeah something like the first modulation pedal uh invented in the 1960s it has it's uh yeah created to imitate a rotary speaker sound mm -hmm. but it went something yeah a little bit different but great and it had volume control intensity so this is the intensity of the modulation sound and uh you can switch between chorus and vibrato and interesting you have two instrument inputs so for two separate instruments not stereo mm -hmm. and just one output Mm -hmm. and uh, a foot control so you can control the speed mm. with a pedal and i think it's uh uh i i don't uh, didn't play to uh with, with a old univibe but it has on the pedal cancel on on the the lower side so that means in the heel position i think it stops it's uh out of the signal of the the speed is at zero so this is one uh one thing that uh yeah calls uh stop at heel position mm -hmm. which we have in the in the profiler for the bar pe uh, pedal so this is the uni vibe and uh these days from from the rig rundown i don't know from when i think two years ago or something like that this this is his uh yeah let's call it pedal board uh a tuner full tone full drive to boost the amp an interesting war pedal so this is a, a war but without the the pedal just with a knob mm -hmm. to uh, adjust a fixed position and he turns that on on just when he wants to have a fixed war sound mm -hmm. so that he don't need to dial in with a pedal uh, this tone so it's a fixed tone uh, with a with a knob adjusted then here a war pedal and the next is the full tone dj vibe 2 which is the modern version of uh, or a modern version of the uni vibe with uh, the pedal for speed control intensity knob and vibrato and chorus and especially a modern and vintage tone mm -hmm. switch mm -hmm. so this is uh, what i found out about recordings and uh, the use of pedals and amps from Robin Trower, uh, Robin Trower these days. And yeah, for my recreation, let's move on to the rig manager. I took, of course, uh, a war pedal, a booster, camper drive, amp, and here is the phaser vibe. Mm -hmm. For those who don't know, phaser vibe is the univibe style effect, univibe style sound. Studio EQ just for fine tuning of frequencies and a natural reverb. Mm -hmm. And just switching everything off um, and listening to the amp, I was using the super lead 100 from uh, michael britt's rig pack 
This is the one I, I used for, I think, the Satriani and also for Jeff Beck. It's, yeah, like we said, it's, mm -hmm. it's the mm -hmm. amp <laughs> for those tones. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> So light crunch sound, not much of overdrive. So because these amps didn't really, yeah, turn into uh, much high gain sounds, uh, that's what that was the reason why they modded that uh, at some point in the 80s to get more distortion. And but in the 70s, they used that and uh, put a boost pedal in front of it, fast pedal or boost pedal. Yeah. In my case, I'm using the Camper Drive. Um, just uh, for your information, uh, amplifier settings, uh, EQ in the middle, some uh, cut in the mid just uh, minus 0 0.4 some boost in the treble but the eq position is post and definition uh, standing at 6.9 mm -hmm. and nothing else and here's the camper drive with uh, yeah quite middle position of the drive knob volume and tone in the middle definition at minus uh, at 2.5 so a lower definition a uh, value because uh, if if I would turn that uh, knob up, it would uh, sound too too harsh for for that one. Mm -hmm. And the mix level is at ninety percent. So this is the sound. You have something like a warmer plexi tone without the drive. And it sounds really dry <laughs> and to get that uh, yeah more reverby more room sound i have the natural reverb i turn the drive on again and the natural reverb gives me this uh, yeah yeah roomy tone um decay time at 1.3 seconds mix level at 50 percent and pre-delay at 40 milliseconds. And now you hear a bigger tone, bigger tone, bigger Marshall amp. So it's, it sounds a little bit, uh, yeah, Marshall 4x12 cap in a big uh, recording room. So this, this was my approach to, to have that tone. So. And without, it would sound too dry. So these reverb sounds. Um, a little bit of, I uh, said that already, fine tuning, high cut with a studio EQ, high cut at 6.3K and a low cut just to uh, match to the speaker frequency range and uh, yeah 4.3 db on the higher frequencies at 3000 hertz adding some treble 
again. I thought uh, it would be better to um, take the studio EQ at this particular frequency to boost the high frequencies sounded better than uh, taking the amp EQ and taking the tone of the camper drive or the definition of the camper drive. When you turn the definition of the camper drive way up, it, so it sounded for me a little bit too harsh. So that was uh, this experiment using uh, the studio EQ, some similar to a uh, um, mixing desk EQ. What they did, what, what everybody does these days uh, to fine tune the tone. So uh, then the phaser wipe. Hmm. And here it is. Why after the amp? The um, because most probably he would have why not <laughs> sure sure but most probably he would yeah, have been uh, forced to use it in front of the emperor do you yeah, think we can do that um i thought it's a little bit yeah more modern more nice sound mm -hmm. uh when you use that in stereo ah sure yeah yeah so um sure. if you turn the mix up To get this really vintage tone, mm -hmm. you need to place the phaser wipe in front of the amp. And I thought it sounded better behind the amp. I don't know what, what you think. Uh, it has a little bit more uh, definition, a more, yeah, the, the, the tone for me, the tone was closer to the original recording. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it sounds definitely a little bit more tidy, as, yeah. if you would call it, not so much dirt in 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 the corners as we would say here <laughs> um, uh, um yeah so it definitely makes sense because yeah it's a yeah it's also a decision because you created that also for the track yeah uh, uh, so and i mean it was originally originally also uh, uh the guitar produced for the track uh you know uh so uh, that is definitely uh, important to make it sit and fit uh, with with the background and not do completely um, single combat on uh, here's my guitar tone. Um, it's it's uh, you know if if you go for the traditional way, you're totally right. Then you need as as we said in the last episode with Noki Edwards with uh, with a. Uh, vintage guitar tone, surf guitar tone, putting all the reverb unit in front of the amp. Mm -hmm. So for me, that made sense for that tone. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did the decision to to place the, the phaser wipe uh, after it 
because yeah, I, I don't care <laughs> to be uh, so nose up on that one. Uh, I'm the maker, um, but it's yeah, it's just a move, a click to uh, to move that phaser wipe uh, in the rig manager in front of the amp and, and use it. But uh, it had to do my decision had to do with the the sound of the wipe so uh it sounded for me more compact uh behind the amp and it sounded f uh, a little bit too aggressive in front of the amp mm -hmm. but some people might like that in front of the amp and yeah do that play play great songs with with uh modifications on that stuff here because uh yeah it's just a platform to start with you you don't need to uh yeah you you can even play uh hendrix stuff yeah and exactly that was the, the the first thing when i when i heard the first notes you played uh, before uh, that triggered me immediately uh, towards uh, that's you know hendrix but taken uh, a couple of years yeah. further on because uh, um yeah it's and it's amazing how these tones deliver i mean the way you play that sound uh, with that stuff it's so there so authentic again <laughs> that uh, uh, it's just amazing and um yeah thank you for this again of course i have something uh keep going to to uh some some tips advice because mm -hmm. i didn't do that for that sound um you can create something like the original uni vibe style approach with a with a pedal mm -hmm. and uh starting with that sound i will uh share the screen again going to the rig manager and uh here's the phaser wipe and i set my pedal which is connected to the profiler mm -hmm. to morph pedal mm -hmm. you need to do uh, connect an expression pedal morph pedal to the profiler and you see here the morph function and mm -hmm. now i'm playing with the pedal you see it mm -hmm. morphing is going on and uh rate is the parameter which uh, adjusts the speed of the effect and uh yeah to uh, control that by the pedal you just need to uh, adjust the bass sound so maybe minimum then go to the morph sound either uh, put the pedal into the toe position or uh, make the slider here mm -hmm. on the bluer side on the right side and adjust the second value mm -hmm. now you can switch with the pedal between slow and fast and uh it's very great to have these points to set uh because in the yeah the in the slower range about yeah from here to there to to about 11 o'clock there's nothing happening <laughs> 
Nothing much, nothing fancy. So this would for me be the starting point at the heel position. Mm -hmm. And uh, the toe position is way too fast. And that doesn't sound good for me. So I take a lower value for the toe position. Maybe this one. Now I have a really broad range to control the speed of the uh, univibe. And if you turn the mix level up, you really hear the univibe in the stereo field. So this is something, uh, yeah, for the use of the yeah original style, but modified to to uh, some stuff. Uh, I don't know how the the old uh, Univibe reacts from from uh, toe, uh, heel position to toe position to to mm -hmm. ridiculous speed. Some uh, some uh, effects have this ridiculous speed where you can't. Uh, yeah, it's, it doesn't sound good then. So here it's great to have the starting point, starting and end point, and you, you can choose a really great variety of, of uh, speed sounds, speeded, speeded up sounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. that's all about the phaser vibe, univibe, uh, and control by the pedal. This is really, um, yeah. Well, these sounds uh, really tell a story and uh, that's again thanks for this uh, because it, it triggers automatically uh, stuff you have heard uh, in the past and uh, was so important for the whole development of uh, the approach guitar to playing and uh, guitar tones and this is amazing so thank you again for this and people um, these sounds are available try them change them, um, apply them to your guitars and uh, maybe come up with uh, something interesting. So uh, again, let us know if that is the case. Uh, send us some links, uh, put it in the comments. And again, a big thank you to Thomas for, for coming up with this and explaining it to us. And uh, yeah, see you next time with uh, the next episode. Bye. <laughs>